Hello, friends. Welcome back. It's the 29th day of October. I'm Paul. It's the Deeper Daily Podcast. The Deeper Daily Podcast is seven days a week. This is one of two Sunday podcasts, so check the other one out. This week it's called The Suffering Savior. First sermon from our new church, the Garden Church of the Midlands, and I think it will be a real blessing to you. If you want to get in on this journey through the creed, you can just backtrack a few weeks. Just keep going back, back, back several Sundays. We've been doing them every Sunday in a row. Go all the way back to I Believe In, and when that'll be the first. That's, that's where it kicks off. And the reason for this is I want to get to the core of who we believe in and make that of greater importance even than what we believe in. I don't mean that what you believe doesn't matter. I mean that in whom you believe is your salvation. What you believe shifts, changes. Who you believe in doesn't change. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Now your understanding of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that changes. But that's what you believe about them. Who you believe doesn't change. He's immutable. He, he, there's no shadow of turning. God has always been the way that he is. Jesus is the visible example in human form of what God has always been like. And we can watch Jesus as the centerpiece of our faith to know what God was always like and what the Holy Spirit will always be like. This journey through the creed helps us to land on that. So check out The Suffering Savior today. Full audio of that's wherever you get your podcasts. If you like video, it's available at our YouTube channel, PWM. Okay, Luke chapter 2, verse 21. And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, or as our old Greek says, for his circumcision... His name was called Jesus. You name them at the, you, at the circumcision in Jewish cultures. Some, some didn't even name them till much longer than that. The name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Now, when the days of her purification, I'm going to read all this together, all the way through 24. When the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Let's talk circumcision for a moment. Circumcision was a very hot topic in the early church, not so much in Luke 2. Let me explain. In the early church, circumcision became a flash point for whether or not you were fully accepting the finished work of Christ for your justification or whether you were leaning back into the Judaism of your youth or your religion, your heritage, your upbringing. Paul took up the mantle of responsibility of really becoming a warrior against circumcision as a defining mark of the people of God and warns the Galatians that if they're circumcised, they're obligated to keep the whole law. Kind of Paul's way of saying, if you're going to be a little bit, you better be a lot. I mean, if you're going to be a little bit Jewish, why don't you just go ahead and be Jewish? He says, but in Christ, you've been set free from all of the law 
for your righteousness. And so don't go back under circumcision. Um, Paul addressed what had to be the hottest topic of his day. And, and we know that because in the council in Jerusalem, in Acts 15, they get into a big argument over whether or not Gentiles could actually be saved. And if they are, do they need to be circumcised? A Pharisaical sect of early Christians in Acts 15 was making the argument that they did need to be circumcised and they need to keep the whole law. And so, of course, Paul argues against that. Now, that's different than Luke 2, and here's why. Jesus is not a Christian. (laughs) Okay, and what I mean by that is that Jesus is a Jew living in a family of Jews who are practicing Judaism of their, temple Judaism of their day. Temple Judaism does not even exist today. So Jesus is circumcised because he's a Jewish boy, and on the eighth day, that's what you did. Eighth day prescription, the law prescribed this in Genesis 17. Paul's argument against it is in Galatians 4, but we're not arguing against what Jesus' family does in circumcising him for those reasons, because he is a Jew. He is not circumcised for his righteousness um, in the way that Paul argues against in Galatians. Now, the reason that this was done, of course, is because it's scripturally mandated, but they saw it as a need for purification because the mother was considered ceremonially unclean for seven days after the birth, and then on the eighth day, she could circumcise the child, but then she had to to wait another 33 days uh, before she could encounter anything holy. So she couldn't enter temple because she had to wait a full 40 days. So 33 days after that first week, 40 full days if she had a son. The time was doubled if she had a daughter, according to Leviticus 12, for whatever reasons. And so then whenever she did come in on that eighth day, she was to offer up a a sacrifice for her own purification, but also for the reception of her child. And she could offer, according to Leviticus 12, if she was poor, she could offer turtle doves and pigeons. The fact that the text tells us in verse 24 that she offers turtle doves and pigeons tells us that Mary and Joseph don't have a lot of money. And the fact that she's bringing Jesus in to circumcise him is her fulfillment of the Exodus 13 command that the firstborn child of every woman is presented to the Lord for service to be anointed in the temple. And that doesn't mean that they are like conscripted into temple service, but that they are ceremoniously given over to the Lord. Lord, what would you do with this boy? And of course, that's going to mark the life of Jesus who Luke's going to tell us about the experience at age 12 where he's in the temple, and all of that is coming up. Tomorrow will be our final podcast in front of essay, and what we will do is read the Simeon and Anna stories, and I don't think we can do them justice in one day, so what we're going to do is read them, talk about them, And then the essay is going to combine those Simeon and Anna stories because there's a lot happening there that is important for our understanding of Jesus. And so we'll introduce it tomorrow. We'll essay it on the 31st, and then we'll continue with our journey as we roll into November. See you tomorrow. God bless.